Hello and welcome to the Make Dope Shit podcast. It's a series of interviews about making stuff. It's really that simple. Ultimately, I'm just sitting down with a bunch of artists and talking about their craft and whatever they do. Today's episode is with Jug. Jug is a Cincinnati-based music producer and a mad scientist of beats. He is someone who I would describe as obsessed with sound, a story that I think will set up this interview properly and kind of frame who Jug is as a person is that after we had recorded this interview, we sat down and we're kind of talking about what he'd been working on lately. And he was showing me some stuff and we were looking through his project files. And so he has saved everything that he's made over the last, I think it was 15 years. And we did some rough estimations based on the size of his project files folder. And he has made somewhere in the ballpark of about 12,000 beats over the last 15 years. So if that doesn't tell you about the kind of person that Jug is, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. We met up to talk in his home studio and discussed everything from his approach to making music, how he got into music in the first place, and a whole bunch more. You can hit Jug up on Instagram at JugMakesMusic or check out the links in the description to find any other relevant information. I think that's about it. Without any further ado, my conversation with Jug. So, Jug, what is up? What are you working on? How have you been? Been good, Riley. Been good. Um, honestly, bro, been working on a lot of music. Been working on a lot of uh, new artists, upcoming artists, beats, you know, just creating. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just uh, gave me a little snippet of some stuff, some stuff out of the folder. Um and you were talking about, uh, you know, you're sitting on a bunch of stuff. What first, what is the number of, uh, what is the number of beats that you're sitting on that are just in a folder somewhere waiting to get used? Like not, you know, oh, the artist recorded something. It's, it's, you know, going to be released soon, but like purely you've made something you're like, this is sick. And you've put it in the bag for, for later usage. Over a thousand. <laughs> I was gonna say I heard a number a while back that was in that ballpark, um, so I wanted to uh, I wanted yeah. to ask about it. So how mm. like how do you have that many beats that you're sitting on? Like what um, what's your workflow look like to to get that kind of a uh, uh, a catalog of beats together? So I've a little bit of background. Uh, I've been making beats for a long, long time, like almost 15 years. And uh, it started out like, you know, I wasn't good, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I've i always like, I've always beatboxed. I've always like made music in my head, mm-hmm. basically. It's always been there. And when I was that young, I was like, damn, like I can take what I want for my brain and put it on real life. And then mm-hmm. it comes out. And once I figured out how to use the software that I use, uh, it's it was game over. Like my workflow is just, I hear music all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's whenever I have free time, you know, I'm not working or doing stuff, but yeah, basically whenever I have free time, I can make 10, 15 beats a day. I could mass produce beats Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, but I don't do that. Like I used to, but like sometimes when you do that, like just, you know, naturally your brain just wants to get into a a pattern. Mm -hmm. So like your beats will all sound the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you kind of want to get rid of that and like i found that like if you make like three to four beats a day 
you can keep, you know, that creativity uh, there without, mm-hmm. you know, sacrificing quality and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, without... Um, do you think that when you were making, you know, let's say like 10 to 15 beats a day, um, would you still like have like three or four favorites that would kind of make a cut or like what was, um, so, like, yeah. what did it look like for you when you were making like 10 to 15 a day? So like when it was like that, like I would find like a, a sound, like I'd make the first beat mm-hmm. and that sound, that tone of that beat or whatever, you know? that would make me want to make more like that mm-hmm. well then it just got to a point where like i would make so many and then it would just be they'd all sound the same yeah you know yeah. what i mean uh-huh. like they're different variations but mm-hmm. they all had the same kind of uh so, kind of yeah sort them. of the, and they were all sort of around the same bpm you know they all had sort of they were all in the sort of the same like uh chord progressions mm-hmm. and things like that but so what what was it that tipped you off and made you go like oh I need to or or I guess first like how long do you think you sat in that in that groove right like kind of cutting your teeth just like making a ton of like making a ton of beats every day how long do you think you were like in that groove for or or if it's an easier answer when do you feel you got out of that groove uh, a couple years ago gotcha so then what was the what was the thing that like flipped that switch of like oh Work, like working with artists oh interesting so beforehand it was just you were just making stuff for you exactly like it never did you ever like post anything online or was it just sitting on a, on a laptop somewhere uh i played around with posting my shit online but not for real like mm. literally within the last what is it 2023 it's mm-hmm. three years gotcha i've been ran like you know how like we went from cathode tube fucking <laughs> monitors on our screens to having ai in 20 years uh-huh. like literally we went from dsl to fucking almost super technology <laughs> that's how my beats went dude like it went from dinosaur bones clacking together to fucking... <laughs> from from dinosaur era uh to uh to ai beats um <laughs> AI yeah level ai level b um so what what was it about like working with artists that um that you think kind of kind of triggered that what was the thing that you noticed or the things that you started seeing where you were like oh yeah maybe i am kind of sitting in the same like you know playing it safe staying in the same pocket well it's because they all everybody has their own their own uh how i would say like uh frequency man mm-hmm. like you know like everybody vibes at a different level yeah yeah but you know you find the same people that kind of vibe in your frequency but everybody like thinks differently mm-hmm. you know everybody has their own sound and all those things influence you and change who, how you think literally like mm-hmm. you evolve <laughs> So it was more of a just like being around other creatives. Yeah, you literally, like... creative heads help tremendously. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what does your what does your process look like working with an artist? Like, let's say somebody comes in here, they're like, "Hey, I want to, I want to make some heat." Like, what what's the first thing you do? I ask them if they want a catalog beat, or if they want me to make them something. And it usually starts off like, "Oh, you made this beat," like. I like this one. We'll do this one. Mm-hmm. Usually because they play it safe. 
Like, mm. this one sounds fine. Like, I don't know how long it takes for him to make beats. I don't know. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. So they go through the catalog, pick one, they spit, and then, uh, you know, I throw it in, or uh, it takes me, like, literally, like, two hours to finish a song. Mm. So that's from making it from oh. scratch, recording it with the artist, and then mixing and digitally mastering it. Um, so then like they go, they get that with they you know, they do the catalog, um, get a catalog beat, you know, what, um, you know, let's say next time they come back, they're like, they want to make something from scratch. Like, where do you, where do you start with an artist? Like, cause I, I do want to come back and talk about like that process when you're just on your own alone in here. But like when you're working with an artist, when you're working with another creative, what, um, what are the things that you're looking for to get a song started? Oh, like what am I looking for as in like, uh, like to create the song or. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you're, you're in here with an artist. You've got, you've got a blank slate. Like what, um, what's the first thing you're doing with that artist to start making a beat, to start making a song with them? Oh, like assuming you're starting, just starting like creating the beat from scratch. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, basically I kind of like ask what their vibe is Mm. like. Do you like Future? Do you like, you know, Lil Uzi or mm-hmm. whoever, whoever it is? You know, it could be Drake, mm-hmm. it could be anybody. And then, like, <clears throat> I'll throw around a couple samples, like, see what sounds good. Um, and then I'll ask them, do they want it dark or light? Mm. Like, happy or upbeat mm-hmm. or dark and, you know. But, um, yeah, and then from there, we just... I, I start making the beat and then 99.9% of the time, unless it's like TV shows, <laughs> uh, no one really, uh, butts in on the beat making, you know, they're not like, Hey, I like this more than I like this. It's like, uh, by the time they hear what's happening, it's, evolving so quickly they're just kind of watching it they're basically than, yeah. watching it happen gotcha they, it's, it's like an AI. Mes- it's more mesmerizing i think <laughs> um yeah shout out tv shows um yeah shout what, out. uh so if you're working with him like what's the what's the kind of input that he's giving you or what are the um he's a different animal <laughs> he's a totally different animal he is he's a he's awesome dude he's he's an amazing artist He's going to go great places. He's he's going to build an empire, but man, he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be screaming in the microphone. Like, he'll be like, I don't like that. Or he'll be like, I need to do that 400 times. <laughs> but um, no, he's got a, an amazing creative process and I've learned. Interesting. What's, um, what's some of the stuff that you've picked up? on like work what's something that you've seen him do that you've gone like oh and just put that in your own tool set his just he just goes for things Hmm. you know what i mean he just he sees it he goes for it Hmm. things like that like he is just he's a different animal man i don't know but like when i when i take things from him like for example like he'll be sitting here engineering his own song hell yeah like he'll be chopping up beats and like he'll be chopping up his vocals and shit like 
moving it and like doing all that shit because he hears it in his head too like he sees it uh and you know it's 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 just cool because i can kind of see it too Mm -hmm. obviously you'll never see someone's full vision yeah yeah but like you know i try to help in the best way i can but he actually teaches me just a lot of things and he's helping meet a ton of people you Mm -hmm. know so he's really cool hell yeah hell yeah Okay, and then so, like, let's say you're in here, um, you know, you've got you've got the evening off, you're ready to cook up some beats, um, you know, it, you would you would mention that you kind of you'll start with some samples, you'll play around with some stuff. Like, what uh, what's kind of typically is there a typical like first sound or thing that you're looking for that you'll like latch onto that you kind of build everything else off of, or what does that like? What do those initial moments look like when you're just playing around with sounds? Like, what are the kind of pieces that you're looking for? So, it depends. It really depends. Um, sometimes I'll start off with a melody. Hmm. Sometimes I will take a sample or I'll listen to samples of melodies and pick them and throw them in. Sometimes I'll just start with a bass line, you know. Uh, it all depends on how I'm going to structure the sound or the the song, you know, like, uh, do I want, what do I want to be the carry of the song? Like, do I want the bass? Do I want, uh, the percussion Do like, there's like elements to music, uh, like that people don't think about, like how bouncy is it? Mm-hmm. Like how fat is it? How, uh, heavy is it? You know, because songs are things that you can feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you can feel music. You can it gets into your brain, it makes your spine tingle sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know how it works. But um, I don't know. It just really depends. It really depends on how I structure it. Honestly, are you? Uh, will you sit down and determine that first? Will you go like, oh, I'm going to start with a bass line, or oh, I'm going to start with a melody, or do you just like? seek it out in in whatever instrumentation you're using if that um, question makes sense i think i know what you mean uh honestly i sit down sometimes like i'll have an idea of what i want a beat like if i'm just making a beat by myself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i usually just sit there i already know what i kind of want it to sound like and then nine times out of ten i'll probably start with a melody Hmm. and like if i'm like uh like keying it in on a board or a midi or something like that like yeah i'll start with a melody Mm -hmm. and then off the melody i'll go into a light percussion to keep a a count basically Mm -hmm. um without using a metronome but um and then I will build the baseline off of that. So I will build the baseline off of the percussion. And then I usually always just build my baselines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and then there's just, there's a whole lot of mixing that goes into the sounds. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't master my beats before I put them into Pro Tools for everybody out there mm. that's listening to this all the so then 
I had a question and then I kind of lost where it went. That's been, I, I think I've said this with everybody that I've done this, this podcast with, um, with the exception of maybe, maybe one of them, um, it has been difficult to interview people because you have to really listen to somebody to be able to pick out the interesting things in the conversation that you want to follow along with. But then when you find something that you want to ask about, you can't just check out and hold on to that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you can't just like, I'll catch something and go, oh, I want to ask about that. Fuck, I got to pay attention. I'm paying attention and I lose it. And I'm like, ah, shit, where'd that go? So it's it's this game of trying to uh, trying to balance attention and, and shit in the back of my mind. Um, but okay, so then like, let's kind of take a step back to, to how you first got into music. Like you mentioned a little bit, um, uh, you know, you've, uh, you, like you beatboxed. Um, I think, do you play the drums? Right. Or am I making yeah, it up? Yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So like where, what was your first, um, introduction into music of like any kind, or, uh, let's say like playing, like making music of any kind. Oh, like my first introduction into it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it was drumming or beatboxing, like what was the first thing that you like, did to create music uh i think it was like i got on my grandma's piano hell yeah yeah dude like it was just a really really nice grand piano and i fucked with it so i would just like i don't know i'd play uh you know christmas carols and things like that hell yeah like, hell you know, yeah easy shit in the books and shit and uh, i learned how to read music oh no shit yeah so and then i learned all the keys obviously uh-huh and then when I like grew older and I was like, damn, like, like, I, like I just always like made sounds mm -hmm. and then it turned in the beatboxing. I got into beatboxing because I saw all these people, you know, it started blowing up like around that time, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so people were like teaching other people on YouTube and shit, like how to do stuff. So I would learn all that shit and then I would just make beats with my mouth hell yeah did you ever record any of that do you have any like recordings of your beatboxing anywhere no uh i could do it but i'd have to drink <laughs> some water <laughs> but um yeah it's something you never lose mm -hmm. but um how do you think that um and so did you teach yourself like entirely with yeah. music or with piano everything um, so then how do you, how do you think, or I guess, have you taken lessons of any kind for any sort of instrument? Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, I, um, it's interesting. I, you know, played a bunch of guitar growing up, uh, played like, you know, some bass some drums and shit like that, like just messing around. Um, and then I took like classical guitar lessons and like kind of learned how to read music. Like I'd never, I was never good enough to do anything without like sitting down and really fucking thinking about it. You know, I could never sight read, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I did that and then kind of like stopped playing. Um, I'll still pick up a guitar from time to time, but like, yeah, I don't know the having the, um, I completely think stringed instruments are fucking crazy. <laughs> I think, I, I think a guitar is easy mode compared to a piano. Really? A hundred percent, dude. See my brain, my brain doesn't think that really. Way. So my brother, he's an amazing artist. Like but he doesn't post anything or anything, but he can play any instrument that you throw in front of him. He's an amazing, like he, he could, if there were five of him, he could have a whole <laughs> band and it would be more fire than metallic. <laughs> He's that talented. That's sick. And, uh, but my brain doesn't wrap 
around the concept of stringed instruments. Mm. I mean, I kind of like can hear the sounds when I play the the strings, but mm-hmm. my fingers, you know, they're not. I didn't start young, so I don't have the callus and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it would be like. I want to do it, but it would be hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be hard for me right now. Um, that's interesting that your brother um, brother does much music as well. Anybody else in your family? Uh, no, really. He is, your brother. I mean, he like when it comes to being a savant at music, it is him. So what what did his musical journey look like in in comparison to yours? Like where. As far as like timelines, like what was he doing while you were getting into stuff? So he was like, he was at church. His dad was a musician. Like he was always exposed to music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was in a church band and uh, he did a lot of Christian stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he uh, at home would just play, he would learn every single rock song and just play them. He listened to so much music. Mm -hmm. It was just insane. But he would play them all, like, (laughs) back to you. And he has a voice, you know. He he sings them all. He can can sing in a lot of... I don't think he can hit, like, high sopranos or anything. But he's got a... He could be a really good musician, man. Mm -hmm. Like That's funny that he, he doesn't put anything out. He just does it. It blows my mind because at one time he had a band, like he was Mm -hmm. kind of going for it and I was rooting for him and he just fucking, (laughs) I don't know, you know, life hits, hits us all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think, I mean, did you guys ever like make anything together or was it just kind of separate stuff that you were doing? I mean, I wasn't. I was an engineer. Like mm-hmm. I was wanting to be an engineer. I wanted uh-huh. to be a master engineer. I wanted uh-huh. to be able to do everything. And uh he wanted to be the artist. He wanted to play the music <laughs> live. He wanted to be in that moment. Uh-huh. You know, he's doing the same thing that I can do, but I do it on a computer. Mm-hmm. He does it with his fingers. Interesting. And his mouth. <laughs> you know what i mean like he's he actually does the shit <laughs> um no that yeah that's funny that's funny that uh um you both have kind of mirrored approaches to the same to the same medium almost and it's well it's crazy because like our fam, you know our family is it's a separated family so like i my stepmom and mm-hmm. she brought four kids and they have different dads and stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. we all come from different lineages. So mm-hmm. like he's got a brother that has the same dad, but he's not musically talented. Hmm. So, I mean, he listens to a lot of music, but he doesn't play any instruments. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe he could, I don't know. Yeah. He just hasn't, he just hasn't. And, uh, so, but him, he can, his his brother yeah that brother can play the fucking instrument <laughs> and do everything and all that shit me i just i got into edm mm. and things like that i wanted to make edm music and then it got into trap music and then it got into rap you know mm-hmm. i started hanging out with a pack shout out pack pack yeah how do you how do you feel that understanding music at a like 
theory level, kind of the way you had to get into with the piano. How do you feel that that's influenced your your beat making? It's all helped. I mean, it's all played a part. Mm -hmm. Everything you need, every little bit that I learn, I use mm -hmm. today, like, and then some. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know everything. There's still a shit ton to learn. Mm -hmm. And always, there always will be. There always will be. <laughs> but I, I personally feel comfortable saying I am a professional. Mm -hmm. I, I think can, that's a fair. I think that's. A I fair think statement. that's a fair statement. I can do basically anything when it comes to audio engineering. Mm -hmm. You know, when it for a mainstream sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, there's there's way more to learn, and I am always seeking new information. I am always trying to learn new things when it comes to like uh, like. For example, my interface, you know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get a better interface so I can make, I have better inverters and, you know, all that shit. I get a better sound mm -hmm. so I can tweak it better. Maybe I'll learn something more off of that. Mm -hmm. and it'll always continue. And I mean, it'll always continue because technology will always get better mm -hmm. and things will change. Yeah. So will music. <laughs> yeah. It'll evolve and there'll be new, new opportunities and people will be making ai drake albums and <laughs> they're already doing i know i know <laughs> uh, shout out ai drake yeah. um, <laughs> um but uh um okay and then so how are you like is there anything that you're doing with intention where like instead of sitting down and saying okay i'm gonna make you know today's three or four beats is there anything that you're sitting down and doing like this on the surface doesn't have any direct application to um to like making a beat right but it's something that you're doing to as like an exercise to see what you can learn out of it is there anything like that that you're that you're working on or anything kind of outside of the realm of of you know beat making as uh as most may define it oh you mean like just making different like thing like experimental things yeah yeah or, or anything like anything that you're doing with the intention of seeing what you can learn out of it or seeing what you can pick up that like, you know, you're just like, this isn't like going to become anything that goes into the catalog. You're just doing something to, Oh yeah. To try shit and to learn something all the time. What are, what are some of those things or what's the last one that you did? Even if that's easier, like, I don't know. Like I'll, I'll make, really weird beats and like they're against the rules of how we do things basically mm -hmm. um you know like most songs are structured specifically because that's just how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. it's you just know? how songs are you know, structured you know you can you can uh listen to a lot of songs like a lot of mainstream songs mm -hmm. and they're all good for a reason it's because they're all structured kind of the same mm -hmm. way you know you got choruses you got verses you got all this shit sometimes i'll just make a beat it's just like a sound mm -hmm. and then it'll like be really long and it'll start progressing into different sounds and then like real ethereal and then it'll <clears throat> it'll dive into a bass line or something and it'll just be like kind of you know one 
morphing sound yeah. that is a song. But things like that. Or I'll take, like, I'll do uh, kind of like, a, I'll take a bunch of samples mm. and I'll make almost like, like, it could be people talking. It could be like, I could almost make like a fake universe of things mm. happening, in, happening in an audio mm-hmm. like world. And you would never know the difference. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, wow. Like, I wonder where he was. And then you, I tell you, and it's like, wait, you just put a bunch of samples together and <laughs> made it sound like, you know, I was outside or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, when you're outside, do you ever hear something and like try and record it and get a sample of it? Yeah. Really? I mean, I've always wanted to be like a Foley artist. Oh, hell yeah. So like, if you know what those are, they're uh, the guys yeah. that like make all the sounds for like, movies. Yeah. And, you know. A job that I'm very glad. Uh, the um, With the level of post-production that I work in, um, I feel like I've found the right spot because A, I don't have to fuck with sound, right? Which is why I've kind of liked music videos. A, because I, you know, like used to play some music and, 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 you know, it's a, it's an art form that I really like. I like being able to work with, with another artist on something, but, uh, even with like working as a colorist on like, you know, films or, or shows and shit like that, like, I'm so glad I don't have to fuck with sound. It's just one of those things. that's like, I don't, there's so much there that can, that can go wrong or that you can like not pick up properly or that like you can fuck up in post. Like there's so many levels to which things can go awry in which there's so many levels of like nuance to uh to be done um on top of like the art form of fucking making sound for a movie like dude <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about doing any any foley art shit we should do if we fucking we should have you do some foley art for uh i could easily do for heat seeker it, it's so easy because I, I practice it all the time like i instantaneously could record something on my mic it's a condenser mic, yeah, yeah yeah so you know hell yeah it uh it's definitely made for it mm-hmm. i could always make sound. i do make sounds honest to god i mean i make sounds with my mouth and i put it on there mm-hmm. do you do anything with it? it yeah do you use them in like tracks yeah oh hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude but back to your nuances mm-hmm. like on sound for real that is no joke like appreciate your engineers a hundred percent and bad sound can fuck something up so bad like it's it can ruin it can ruin a production if you like fuck your sound up you know absolutely yeah and I'm, i mean i'm sure the same way with a you can have somebody spitting crazy bars over something if it sounds like ass you know absolutely i mean there's a standard for how music sh- how loud music should be and mm-hmm. that's why it's called mastering a track mm-hmm. you're making it sound amazing i mean it's all you're really doing is raising the volume mm-hmm. but so it doesn't clip but uh i mean past that point i mean there's nothing else you can do systems today only can handle a certain range mm-hmm. of frequency that's why sounds clip mm-hmm. when they hit a certain threshold the system can't handle it anymore mm-hmm. so until we upgrade it's it's always going to be a standard yep yeah you know so it's kind of like going from oil to electric yep yep well no it's i mean it's similar in color grading right it's i i kind of think of color grading as like the mixing and mastering of like video um because a lot of the process is 
you've got something in a certain color space and it needs to go to like a rec 709 display is like what most things are going to be that's what your computer monitor is and it can only take a very it can only reproduce a very limited amount of colors but your camera sensor is capturing like fucking billion billions yeah and so you have to pick you've got i forget i did the math at some point um but it was something of like you have 80 pounds of sand, but you've only got a one pound bag and you need to pick out which pieces of sand you want to put in that bag to make That's, the best product. Yeah. Um, and uh, in I guess in reality, it would probably be far more complicated than than that makes it sound. Um, I, I would much rather color grade something than pick a a pound of sand out grain by grain. Um, so maybe that's a bad comparison, but anyway, uh, but yeah, there's a, like the kind of equivalent of like the, um, things only being able to get so loud is like most monitors can, uh, you know, only display that range of colors. And now there's like HDR monitors, which the only reason that monitor is like that is because just for the longest time, we couldn't get diodes to be brighter than Mm -hmm. that. Like we just couldn't figure it out. Um, and then we did, and now we've got HDR monitors, but like, um the majority of the shit everybody's using is not like you know most people are still using standard like rec 709 stuff dude it's like that and everything i mean it is when you really like i work in the trades right that's my real job like Mm -hmm. i'm a specialist in the trades and i work with the same shit that they were working with 200 years ago yep by hand doing custom shit and you make it look amazing mm-hmm. and you're like well how do you recruit or what company or you know like uh what machine made that i'm like no machine made that mm-hmm. like, we made that by hand yeah like, people made that people make that yep. and it's all done i mean the 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 applications are better because we've increased technology but it's the mm-hmm. same thing and everything yep. like yep. until we technologically advance to a point to where you know we we go from you know having what we have to the next best thing mm-hmm. there's there's just a standard that we yeah. all live by <laughs> and it's all rebranded and made to yep. look flashy and new but it's all the it's all same, same. yeah it's all the same i guess back to the weird ethereal soundscape stuff um i guess first of all have you ever or would you consider like releasing any of that under like releasing an album of just weird shit that you've made i'm mostly out of curiosity if you're like if you're thinking about dropping that do you have like an album worth of like weird fucking soundscape shit (laughs) you just toss out there uh maybe probably (laughs) one of these days i do want to release just a pure just soundtrack album like really good songs obviously but Mm -hmm. just nobody on them Mm -hmm. it's just songs is there anything that you're doing differently when you're making a beat for an artist to leave room for the artist and what are the like what are the differences in your approach when you're oh yeah uh when you're making a song for an artist uh there's a lot of like levels of frequencies that you kind of want to leave out Mm. like um like you don't want to muddy up your bottom end so like you i like to keep my bases you know not i mean hitting you know but they're mm-hmm. not taking up so much room headroom in mm-hmm. your mix that 
when you add your vocals and stuff you still get that good deep low end on your mm. vocal you get all that clarity in the three to five or the and the uh 10 to 16k range you don't you, you don't want to have a whole lot of muddy sounds mm-hmm. in there because if you're you know if you're making a song like for instance edm songs they're busy mm-hmm. you know you couldn't put a vocalist on there it yeah. just get lost in yeah there. so you kind of got to structure your songs like that mm-hmm. so leave room you know not too many instruments uh percussion's different you can have a lot of percussion in a song and it not cause a whole lot of uh shit yeah it doesn't clash with the yeah vocal it doesn't track really as clash much. with anything hmm. and um yeah i mean honestly it's there's there's ways to do different things mm-hmm. so but yeah you got to think like there's a there's a room and you can only fill it with so much mm-hmm. that's how you got to think about it and that's how music is made. <laughs> you fill it with all this stuff and it's all carefully placed in places. So when it comes back to you in the center, uh-huh. it's all just this one glorious thing. Yep. So that is it. That is what it is. Um, and then so when you're when you're making something that you know you're not going to have a vocal track on, right? Like you've got that room you've got that extra space in the corner of the room or whatever to, to put whatever you want there. Um, how are you thinking about what you're going to put there? Like, um, do you have like certain, like certain instrumentation or certain things that you'll use to kind of fill up that space or what does your, um, do you think about that? I guess any differently than you do the rest of the track? Yeah. Like if I feel like the track is lacking something, you know, I'll throw something in there and just, it might not be something that you hear the whole song or whatever. It's mm-hmm. not like a counter melody or anything like that, but yeah, I'll put random sounds in there to kind of like mm-hmm. it, give it like a different feel mm-hmm. and it keeps your brain wondering. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because the brain's predictive, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of got to make your music beat not predictive Mm. but predictive yeah yeah it's really hard it's really hard when you think about it because it's like you gotta you got one you gotta make music if you want to if you want to do this shit for real you want it to sell Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of it's a business Mm -hmm. it's also you also want it to be its own thing Mm -hmm. so you want your product to be very unique be repetitive and catchy mm-hmm. while also being different yeah and non-predictive mm-hmm. it is like a quantum entanglement butt fuck dude <laughs> it is insane <laughs> and at the end of the day you know when you finish it and you're all looking at it and you're like damn and you're like this shit's cat it, like it's hitting it's mm-hmm. hitting on all levels you're like we just did some shit you is know that, what i mean yeah is that the only way you can can tell is by like taking a step back and looking at it if you've hit you that finish you hit that balance you finish the song yes like i'm done recording my artists i'm mixed mastered everything and i'm sitting back on that wall with mm-hmm. them and we're all just sitting there banging heads and you look around and we just it's always at that level mm-hmm. and you're like damn like and then like 
with me, like I got to the point where I was like, damn, I'm pumping this out all the time. Like mm-hmm. I've got it. I made it. Mm-hmm. I made it to that point. Like I've got real artists, big artists working with me. Obviously the sounds there. Yeah. Obviously yeah. it's there. It's, 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 it's a crazy experience, dude. Mm-hmm. And when you really think about everything and how it all is, it's, it's wild. So how are you balancing like, cause like you said, you know, you're, you're able to like pump it out and you're able to like crank beats out. How do you balance, like you said earlier, right? Not getting in a rut, not avoiding taking risks, but then how do you, where do you draw the line between, oh, now maybe I've gone a little bit too far away from that, that balance that you're looking for, where like, maybe it's not catchy anymore. It's not like. You know what I mean? I mean, if it feels weird, it's probably too weird for mm-hmm. mainstream. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not hearing it every day on the radio, <laughs> or if you're not, you know, hearing it on Spotify or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's not what a lot of people... Like, for example, like, shit that, like, Yeet is doing mm-hmm. wouldn't have been big fucking, I don't know, five years ago. Mm-hmm you know 10 or damn has it been almost 10 years what eight nine years ago like what was it ken or two chains kendrick lamar and all that shit like it was totally different vibe Uh uh-huh like uh so yeah like things evolve so rapidly Mm -hmm. like you kind of just you understand what the flow is with with how people like what with what people are listening to, with mm-hmm. what where the the general direction of music is going, um, kind of like you kind of like got to read the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, yeah. But uh, you know, I I always like I like being different though. So like I'll play off of that. Mm-hmm. So like I get the idea like yeah, this is uh like like yeet's big or something mm-hmm. like i've been making a lot of rage beats because rage is big trippy red's big uh-huh like, but i'll play off those sounds mm-hmm. you know and then you go off of those and then you start working your way into something that sounds even crazier but good mm-hmm. like you know that's good and like especially when the art like you got five artists in the same room and uh-huh. they all got clout like they all got their own different sounds and uh-huh. they're all saying the same thing like this is insanely good mm-hmm. you know that's just natural humans uh-huh. saying damn this is cool this is good you know it's going to bump yeah on in anybody's like car house yep. everybody's gonna be like i like this you know? yeah yeah <laughs> you know so I mean? that's that's the moment you're looking for is being being in the room with the artist and everybody absolutely like, oh, yeah. man like that's where the creativity mm-hmm. sparks again mm-hmm. because like you know when people are in the room and they're hearing it and they're like damn this is really good like i really this is crazy like you know it hypes you up mm-hmm. you know it gets those creative loose juices flowing when you're sitting here all by yourself and you're like pressing the keys and uh-huh. like, uh, it's like a fart noise or something it's like <laughs> and, dude it's just it's boring it, it takes it sucks the life out of me sometimes but sometimes i'll be in a different mood i want to be alone mm. so i can create it mm. just really depends do you find that there's a different style of beat that you'll make when you're alone versus with your with other people or absolutely like uh i just when i'm alone i'll make like five random beats mm. and uh they'll all be at different bpms they'll all be at different 
different kinds of melodies and different keys and majors and minors or sharps or flats or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, lately I've been really composing my beats to where like I've been using a lot of like, like my basses will be in root notes of the harmony Mm -hmm. and the melody and then my percussion will also be in root notes of my mm. perc- or the melody and things of that nature. And it really gives a shit ton of life to the beat. Mm. It's, it's kind of a different thing that I've been approaching just by myself. Uh-huh. Learned, like an out there thought, you know, like yeah, yeah. going into it. And I've learned after cross-examining and doing all that other stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's really helped out. How do you analyze your own stuff? Like when you make those five random beats, like do you do you like take a break and come back to them and listen to them all with fresh ears? Or like what's your um, when you say like cross when you're cross examining stuff, like what's that what's that process like? So like I'll listen to uh like my beats from previous. Like I, I catalog everything that I've done mm-hmm. in consecutive order. Is it just by like date there is there everything is by date yeah so i can go back in time Mm -hmm. and see what i was doing two years ago Hmm. and i compare that or i compare what i was doing six months ago and if it sounds better fits just a different if it's just greater Mm -hmm. you know in quality the sound is wider and all that stuff you know i can tell that i'm going in the right direction Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's how i do it Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And then, so when you were talking about, um, you know, making like styles of, of beats kind of influenced by, uh, um, by other musicians, like who, or I guess first, like, who are some of your influences lately? Like, who are you listening to lately that you're, you're hearing sounds that you like TV shows? (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, uh, honest to God, I really haven't been listening to a whole lot of music. Really? Lately. Yeah. Like for the past six months. Interesting. Why I've, do you think that is? Uh, I've been making music for the last <laughs> six months. And uh, honest to God, the shit that we're making just sounds better than what I'm hearing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's how you know you're going in the right direction then, huh? Uh, yeah. Like I prefer to sit in my car and listen to the 20 tracks I made last week uh-huh. than I do. I, I make so much mm-hmm. with so many different artists that I don't need Spotify anymore. Yeah. You just got a catalog. <laughs> I kind of got my, and I can change it. That's the thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I can actually like change it. Mm-hmm. People can not, not your average human can go, uh, in their car and change their fucking Taylor Swift song or whatever uh-huh. the fuck they're listening to, you know? Like, I'm listening to my catalog of things that people are going to release mm-hmm. on their own platform and do their own thing with. But if I want to, I can change the fucking song uh-huh. for myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just cool shit, man. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Okay. Yeah, I think, I feel like I've, I've, run dry on my well of questions um not that i mean we couldn't continue to get into the weeds of stuff but uh i think i've kind of hit everything i wanted to run through is there anything anything you want to talk about anything you're working on lately that maybe we didn't touch on um 
I mean, other than the fact that we're going to get you in to do some Foley work for some yeah. sort of fucking Heat Seeker production. Yes, sir. The Foley artist is here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Foley man. Um, honestly, I just finished a bunch of shit. I'm trying to start. Well, I've already started um, three new albums, basically. Hell yeah. I mean, we already have. So... Pax post release an album soon. Shows is releasing his album on May thirteenth. Uh, Ray John, hell yeah. Um, and then I'm doing this small thing with Joe and uh, Basha. Uh, and then I just, I mean, I do recordings for all these different artists. Like it's just, oh, there's so much. I don't even know. <laughs> Just all right and then where um i guess give the give the plug where can can people who may be listening to this um where can they find you where can they if they want a, a beat by jug where can they hit you up as of right now i'm in the works of trying to make a website but you can find me at jug makes music all one word at instagram and uh i don't have a twitter or anything like that or any of that other bullshit so hell yeah uh other than that you can find me on instagram you can follow me um do you know what the uh do you have a, a domain for the website yet no because i'm i i don't know so my idea is i want to start a like a label mm. like a actual like company for this mm. and i want the website to be the label Oh, more okay. for the label yeah yeah, yeah. You more for the mean? label less for you just me but yeah. i want the website you know the website will be on my instagram mm-hmm. you know or in my link tree mm-hmm. and uh you know i want that to be directed to that uh the label website and then the label website will have options like beats and gotcha yeah, merch yeah. and you know you want to sign up and be a artists yeah you know book an appointment Mm -hmm. for mixing mastering whatever it is yeah i want it to be an all-in-one place where people can do anything and everything hell yeah hell yeah now we'll uh we'll have to we'll we'll chat off air about uh about some website shit too but uh awesome jug thank you man this has been a fucking blast i appreciate it riley thank you awesome Wow, good job. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening this far into this podcast. I'm sure that's good for my engagement metrics or whatever the algorithm overlords are interested in. Check out the description for any show notes, links to the information about the guest or myself in this podcast. And and uh, yeah, that's it. Am I done recording these uh, intros and outros? I think I am. And yeah, that's it. I don't really know what else to say, so... Just going to leave it here.